Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends, to the Renewed by Truth podcast. I'm your host, Candy, and I live in Texas, and my allergies are like going a little bit crazy the last few days. I went to the chiropractor, and he popped my neck, and it seems like when he did, it I don't know if it released something or what, but my ears felt weird, and maybe it's helping, going to help with my sinuses, actually. So anyway, if I sound a little scratchy, that is why. But today we are going to talk about overcoming shyness, if you have a little bit of shyness, or maybe just social anxiety, or maybe that imposter syndrome where you feel like, oh my gosh, do I belong here? If somebody meets me, are they going to like me? What do I say? I think on some level, we all have this tendency, depending on what circles we're in, maybe. Maybe if we're the boss, we're the leader, I would say in that circle, maybe you don't feel that, feel that way. But actually, I've been in situations where I think, but maybe these people, because I do a lot of stuff on social media, and I do a lot of stuff virtually on Zooms and things like that, people will reach out to me. And and then I think when they meet me in person, are they going to be disappointed? Are they going to like me? So I think all of those things, we all have just a little bit of that. So if that's you today, you're going to want to stick with me because I'm going to give you some practical tips, actually, you know how much I love practical tips that I feel like will help you feel not so awkward in social situations. And these are some things I've learned. So take it from a girl that is shy and quiet, and I'm okay with that. I am the quiet one when I'm in a group. I'm not going to be, I don't like being the center of attention, I am a green personality, I'm more analytical, so I'm not the one that's going to be out there jumping around and dancing and saying, look at me, and that's okay, and everybody I see like that, I'm always like, oh, I wish I was like her, especially when I was younger, but one thing I've learned is to embrace who I am because I know who I am and I'm comfortable with that, and so I want to talk more about that, but first, I'm so excited my community, which is also your community on Facebook. We have people joining every day. I'm really excited about this because I got some big things planned for us over the next rest of this year. Next year, I have a lot of awesome big things. And I just like to get to know you in the community because I do, even when I see your name, if I see your profile, I feel like I know who I'm speaking to. I've had a number of people reach out to me this week that I've met recently. So please reach out if you want to have a conversation, if you have a limiting belief that you would like me to talk about, if you have something in scripture that you would like me to talk about. If I don't know about it, I will find the best answer that I can give you. I will pray about it and I will definitely speak on it or or talk about it in my group, either one. So be sure and um, reach out to me, join the group. It's in the show notes. Okay. Let's get started. So a few things that I've learned when um, going into a social situation that may be new. And this is kind of funny because my daughter was at church camp last week as a camp counselor. And I probably mentioned that before. And so when she come home, 
you know, she was sharing with me all the things that she learned. And she said, Mom, what I really learned is people just want somebody to listen to them and to care about them. And I'm like, yes, they do like that. You're exactly right. And that's one thing that I learned a long time ago is that's what people want. They just want to know that somebody cares about them. And so I think when we think about ourselves in a situation of having a little bit of social anxiety, if we will think about that first, like people just want somebody to listen to them and care about them, it kind of takes us out of the picture. So I'll tell you a little story. Years ago, I sold skincare and makeup and I went, um, I didn't go door to door, but I did have parties in people's homes when, when that was the thing. <laughs> now that's not really the thing anymore. But I did that for, I guess I did that for what, eight years or something like that. And when I first started doing it, I would go into people's homes and I would be so nervous because, you know, all their friends are coming. I don't know any of them. Nobody knows me. I may barely know the one that was hosting the party. So I really had to put myself out there and I was so nervous. And a lot of times people would come to these things and you know what they're thinking. Let's just be honest. This girl is going to try to sell me stuff and I don't have any money to buy anything and I don't want to buy her stuff. Right. And so that would, some people would come in with this chip on their shoulder already. So that really helped me grow in terms of talking to people and being around people and kind of getting over myself a little bit. So this is what I realized. I I would want the first thing I did, this sounds crazy now, like saying it out loud, if you don't understand what I did, but the first thing I did is we would wash our hands at the sink. And it was like a hand scrub thing. And, and that's where I would get to know each person. So I would bring them over to the sink and I would put some hand scrub in their hands and they would start scrubbing their hands and I would just start asking them questions about themselves. And I remember just specifically this one lady that walked up to the sink and she had a chip on her shoulder. She had a sour look on her face. And I thought, man, she must have had a bad day, you know. And I put that in her hands. I said, just start scrubbing everything. And so what's your name? How do you know the hostess? Tell me a little bit about yourself. I said, did you have a did you have a bad day or something like that? She said, I had a terrible day. And I said, well, you know what? You're going to feel better before we are done tonight. And I thought that was the moment that I realized that I had a chance to just stop everything that I was doing, all the things that was going on with me. I didn't have to worry about that. Everything that they had going on, they just had a moment to like laugh with their girlfriends. We had a good time. You know, they just got to forget about whatever was going on in their life for a couple of hours. And by the end, I would always have women say, wow, this, I feel so good. I needed this. I feel so much better. I don't take care of myself. I needed a moment to relax. And that's when I realized that people just want somebody to pay attention to them and to care about them for a moment and be able to forget about some other things that are going on in their lives. So I know that was a long story because I'm looking at my time here. But I hope you understand that if you will take yourself out of the situation, because that's what I learned to do. I quit being nervous and said, you know what, I'm just going to make these women feel as good as they I can make them feel while they're with me for a moment. We're just going to laugh. I want them to feel loved. I want them to feel heard. I want them to share. I want them to relax. And that was my goal. That that really, really helped me. So what I want to do is give you some steps. The first step for me especially going into a situation that's really different from what I'm normally in, right? And this happens to me lots of times when I go to conferences, because that's like way out of my comfort zone. I'm a small town girl. I call myself a country girl. Uh, You know, I'm at home most of the time. And so when I have to go to conference and kind of put myself out there around people, it, it does make me a little nervous. So this is one thing 
that has really helped me. It is knowing who you are. So knowing who I am. When I go into a different situation, I don't have to be like them. I don't have to be somebody else. I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. I'm happy with who I am. And so I'm authentic. So you're going to get the same here on my podcast. You're going to get the same on social media. Now, it's funny. I was listening to a girl the other day, and she she was going to a conference. And it, and it was really funny that I listened to this for a moment. I think it was a TikTok. So, you know, it was like super short. But she said she does podcasts. She has a really big following everything. She's But she said she had a little social anxiety of going there. And I thought, yeah, I get that. But th- because the thing is, we show up on social media as our highest self. Does that mean it's different from who we are? No, we're just putting like maybe our best self out there. Now, are there days that we don't feel like our best self? Of course, there are days we don't feel like our best self. And so we kind of have this fear of I'm not fake on social media, but I am putting my best self out there. So what if when I meet them, I'm not feeling like my best self that day? So this is what I would tell you, get that stuff out of your head, because that that's all that imposter syndrome thing going on in your head. It's just kind of lies, right? Know who you are and be authentic and like yourself and speak positivity to yourself. And I want to put scripture to this because to me, the reason I do this, without scripture and without that knowing what God says about you and knowing what purpose he's giving given you, to me, it's hard to move forward because we, we try to move forward, but it's always called it a false hope. Like we're trying to put our things in a false hope. And when we base it on scripture, then we're we just have the real thing. One thing I think about when you when I say know who I am, and this may help you also, I'm a seed planner because I'm the type of person that can get real caught up in trying to fix somebody else. <laughs> I want to do everything to fix them. And I have to go back and say, whatever they do with the information I give them, that that's on them, right? That's on God. God's going to grow that. I'm just the seed planner. So as the seed planner, there's some things that I need to know, right? I need to know some things about the Bible. I need to know some things to say to people. And another thing that I am is I am called to love. And so God calls us always to love. And one verse that I'm going to talk about a number of things, and this verse could be applied to a lot of them. But it says in Colossians 4, 6, let your conversation be always full of grace season with salt so you that you know may know how to answer everyone my conversation first of all i need to know something about the bible for it to be seasoned with salt i also need to know stuff about the bible for it to be full of grace because if i don't have a relationship with god and i don't know who i am and i don't know what god says about me and what god says about how i should treat others then it's going to be hard for me to be full of grace So I think that's a really important verse to to store up in your heart. So know who you are. Be authentic. Like yourself. God gave me a purpose. He gave me a job to do. I know what that is. And I've said this before. If you're like, I really don't know what my purpose is. Your purpose is always to love others, always to encourage others, always to share the gospel. That is everybody's purpose every single day. So if you will, if you will just store that verse up, so let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you know, may know how to answer everyone. And then one of the other things that I like to do, and that's why I wanted to tell you that story in the beginning, is put myself in their shoes. 
What if I was the one walking in to this situation worried about what that other person is thinking about me? Because that's the majority of people. You may walk up and think that, but they're walking up and thinking the same thing. No matter how they come across in their mind, they are wondering because everybody wants to be liked. And they're wondering, are they going to like me? Am I going to say something dumb? So put yourself in their shoes and think about how you can make them feel good. So practical things. How can you make someone else feel good? An authentic compliment. You can find an authentic compliment for everyone. A smile. Oh my gosh. And that's like in the grocery store, in the line, right? A smile can be a compliment to someone. An encouraging word, anything that you can say to encourage someone else. So that's how you kind of put yourself in their shoes. Think about how you can make them feel good. And Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So I've had two instances with people and this and one was years ago. I'm talking probably, oh gosh, 15 or so years ago. A lady told me something about a seed that was planted in her heart and how she became a Christian from that one seed. And that always stuck with me. And I thought, wow, how God used that one seed to like bring her to him on her knees by herself. And then I had another lady I met in the last, I guess I met her about three years ago during COVID on Instagram. She's from India, and we started communicating on Instagram. She's a Christian, just an amazing, super sweet lady, young woman. And she told me that, because I was asking her, like, how did you come to know God? And, you know, she said that somebody had told her one time that Jesus loves her. And that made her seek out God, that seed that was planted. So don't ever doubt what you can say to somebody that God isn't going to use that to grow in them. So always think about what you're saying, how it can build others up. And I think that God brought these back to my memory. I think he keeps them in my memory as a reminder to myself, because I do want to fix everything and I want to, I want to, I want to tie like everything up in a bow and I want everything to be complete. And I had to learn that I'm just the seed planner and I can water those seeds, but God's the one that's going to make them grow. And I can't wrap somebody's spiritual life up and just make it beautiful because they have to grow their own spiritual life and God has to do that in them. And so that's something that that I had to learn. So don't doubt what you're saying. Like put yourself in their shoes. Think about how you can make them feel good. Okay, so this is very practical. Have questions prepared to ask. Okay, so if you've ever been in, now for me, you know, most people that I meet, I make question asker like even my husband like if you know young adult teenagers when they come over to the house and I didn't know them I would probably ask them a million and one questions what do you do what do you you know where do you go to school what do your parents do where do you live yada 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 you know and I know that sometimes my husband's like give them a break geez you ask so many questions I mean that was just the way I mean I like to ask questions I like to get to know people I like to hear their story so that's kind of an easy one right just Think of some questions to ask people. So what about when you're going into that situation where you're going to meet the person that you kind of admire, right? So that's where I've been like, if I could talk to this one person, and then I thought, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know what to say. I would just be so like in awe, or I would be 
you know, I wouldn't even know what to ask them. So I had to think of some questions. So, okay, when I talk to this, if I have a chance to talk to this person, I always think about John Maxwell. Like if I, if I had a chance to talk to him in person, first of all, I don't want to sound like an idiot, right? So I do want to think, what would I ask him? If I just had one minute of his time, what would I ask him? So I'm going to give you some questions and you can think about this, but hopefully this will get you to thinking. If you were to meet that leader, if you were to meet that um, just somebody that you kind of looked up to and admired, uh, what is one thing you wish you would have known way back in the beginning when you started? Okay, that's a great question because that's an I'm telling you, that's an easy one for people to answer off the top of their head. Like if they've never even thought about that question, like if somebody asked me that question, so I've owned my own business for, I don't know how long now, for, for 14 years, I think. Anyway, if somebody says, what, you know, what's one thing you wish you would have known back in the beginning, I could be like, oh, let me tell you what I wish I would have known, you know, what advice would you give someone starting out? Like there's always advice that somebody would give. And that's another one. Um, How did you get started in whatever you're doing? How'd you get started podcasting? How'd you get started in your online business? How did you get started in leadership? How did you get started writing a book? What made you decide to write a book? So whoever you're talking to, like, how did you get started in that? It's just a great question. And it's not putting that person on the spot because that person you're talking to is a leader and they are going to have that answer. It's not like it's putting them on the spot. And then this is, I think, a really good question is what are your three biggest tips to give me? Like if you if you could give me three tips, if I want to grow to be like you or I want to write a book or I want to whatever, what were your three tips? And then what keeps you grounded? Because it depends on like who you're meeting. Like if you're really meeting a celebrity type, I would say, you know, influencer, leader in the industry, speaker, writer, like what keeps you grounded? And I had the opportunity to sit and have dinner with a writer at a conference. And I didn't say a word. I was so scared. Now I would be like, okay, here's my list of questions. You know, I would be like all over trying not to bug him to death, but asking something, asking a few questions. I, w- I would, you know, want something to ask. And so I just sat there so quiet. I didn't say a word the whole time. That is just some questions that you can be prepared to ask if you don't know what to ask. And then this is something else I have to remember. People want someone to listen to them and pay attention to them. So I already said that, right? So people want somebody to listen to them and pay attention. And Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, rather value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. I like that verse when I think about this, because, you know, mainly this verse is saying, it's not saying put yourself down. It's not saying put yourself last or anything like that. It's saying don't be selfish. But I feel like it's also saying, hey, pay attention to somebody. Don't always be thinking about yourself because when we're worried about ourselves and social anxiety and, oh, I'm scared about what I'm going to say and is it going to sound stupid? We're really thinking about ourselves. We're being very, very selfish. So instead, if we can think about that other person and pay attention to them. And then this is one that will happen. Like anytime you put yourself out there, And anytime you get out of your comfort zone, lies are going to start creeping into your head because our brain wants to protect us. We do something new. It's scared. It doesn't know like this is a new neural pathway we're doing. I don't know about this. This is kind of a scary thing. 
So it kind of reverts back and says, whoa, don't do this. That's, that's what happens in our brain. And I think if we know that, then then we're a little more practical about it. So when lies start creeping in your up in your head like, oh, that sounded dumb. Oh, what are they going to think of me? Oh, that was awkward. They probably won't like me or whatever. Um, you know, I'm socially awkward. All the things that you get to thinking about. I want you to think about that verse in Philippians 2. Like, hey, it's not about me, right? And then the other one is my favorite. Like this verse was in front of me all last year. I've mentioned a number of times on the podcast. It's Galatians 1.10. It says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I still trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And that's what Paul said. Because, you know, the in Galatians, the church of Galatia was kind of like questioning him. And he's like, look, I'm out here working for God. I'm not trying to please people. So when those lies start to creep up, say, you know what? God gave me a purpose and I'm serving my purpose here. And I'm not trying to please people or worry about what people think about me. And if you will kind of like just say that verse, then those things will be put to rest. And then be confident. Speak positive words to yourself, because when I say confident, I think sometimes as Christians, if I just said that or made something about be confident in yourself, you know, then I would get backlash from from Christians that would be like, no, you've got to be confident in God and that, you know, all this like we're worthless. Yes, we are. But we are not worthless anymore. Right. Because God is in us. He's working in us. He needs us to be confident in Him, not confident in our own abilities, but confident in Him. And that way, He needs us to speak positive words. He doesn't want us to go around cursing ourselves and speaking negative words to ourselves. That's not what He wants, because that is of Satan, and that's never going to move us forward to help us make an impact for God. So let's just think about it in a practical way, okay? So be confident, speak positive words to yourself. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And God spoke that to Paul when he was like, asking, please take this thorn from my flesh. You know, whatever. He says, look, I got you. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So when we do feel weak, we can take that confidence and we can say, you know what? God is in me. My confidence is in the Holy Spirit inside of me. I may not know what to say. I may not know what to do, but he is going to live out in me, right? Um, His power is made perfect in my weakness. So that's just a great positive thing to speak to yourself. Um, And then I talked about already a little bit, but thinking less of yourself and more of that other person like that. That's so important. These are just a few tips Hopefully that will help you. I would love to know if they did. If you want to send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and just let me know, hey, did this help you kind of overcome some of that social anxiety? I'm all about preparedness. (laughs) So like if I'm prepared, then I feel like things go better. And that's why I say even with the questions that you're going to ask other people and how you're going to introduce yourself, right? How you're going to introduce yourself to someone and, and then, of course, really, if I'm going into a social situation that I am a little nervous about, then really filling myself up with God and helping him remind me like who I am in him and, and that he loves me and what my purpose is and what and just asking him to let me go into that situation 
with the mindset of how can I love somebody? How can I pour into them? How can I speak truth to them? Um, how can I share the gospel with them? How can I plant a seed? Like what, what do I need to do? Like really asking God to show me and open my eyes to that. And that way it kind of closes my eyes to my own insecurities, my own nervousness, things like that. So I hope this helps you today, guys. Be sure and leave me a review if you like my podcast. It just helps more people see it. And that's my goal is to pour Jesus into more people. Send me a message and then be sure and check the show notes and join our Facebook communities. Um, Any of them. I have like three. So any of them that appeal to you. So thank you guys. I hope you have a great week.